0: What up, everybody? It's Nevis Wave, and welcome to season four short series. Today I'm with Darian. What's going on, brother man? It's going, man. Going good, man. I just got off
1: work. I'm ready to talk to my boy about some life shit. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm feeling good and feeling blessed. And yeah, let's get it.
0: Yeah, man. I appreciate your time. I, I want to share with the listeners of how we met um, through a co friend Jordy. I was meeting up with him over at um, the filling station. And then we met across the street because they closed a little bit earlier than we all anticipated. And we were over at um, that other coffee shop that's most recently closed. Um, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, we had such a great discussion. So I'm glad we finally get to sit down and um, put out your story, put out who you are. And um, I'm very blessed to be in the situation of this. So I appreciate your time, man. Um, I want to start off with uh, just a little bit of background of yourself for the listeners. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up, and then um, maybe a slowly but surely but how you got where you are now.
1: Okay. Well, first off, my name is Darian Case. Uh, I've, I've kind of tell people I'm a poet, entrepreneur. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an artist of all kinds. Uh, I don't like to limit myself, but I definitely always call myself a poet because I think everybody has poetry inside of them. I think everybody has a story to tell. Uh, with their own poetry but i started writing uh, i was about 17 and before that i was an i was an athlete so i ran track and field cross country um i got really good at it i won state championship in the 800 meter dash and i went straight to division one um, where i ran for a few years but then ultimately i felt like something was missing i felt like uh my voice and introspection wasn't really catered to in track and field and so i started performing publicly uh on uh, at Uptown Arts Bar before they closed obviously recently. But
0: um that which was, which was such like a bum because like I feel like I went we went to a couple shows there at the niche, the niche, whatever. The second floor. Yeah. They have like, it's like a it's underground. underground yeah, right, right, right. Like a DJ feel. I'm really sad that's gone, but keep on going. Um essentially started performing on stage publicly three years ago. And
1: that then transpired into winning the K C Poetry Slam a few times. Which now it's at ten times, um, It's once a month. So uh, I occasionally come in there and slam, um, and it it transpired to getting me a job at VMLYNR copywriting because uh, last summer Gatorade needed an athlete who can write, and so uh, Gatorade was one of the clients at VMLY&R, which is an ad agency for you guys who don't know um, that serviced that used to service Gatorade. And, I, and I'd also write tweets for Brisk Tea and just do a lot of cool stuff that I like to do in terms of my writing. And uh, that then turned into the National Poetry Slam that later that summer, um, where I met the first person that inspired me to write poetry, Rudy Francisco. Uh, so the first video I ever watched in Spoken Word uh, in a classroom was a YouTube video by Rudy Francisco. And I could quote almost every poem by him. How, how old were you at that time? I was 17 so and i'm 22 junior
0: junior senior in high school
1: i was a senior in high school so it was like so it was like the fall semester before uh, my birthday in spring and so like basically three and a half two to four years later i was meeting the person the very person who inspired me to write my first poem and i was competing at the same platform he was and i was telling him hey man talking to him for 20 minutes about like all that would have meant to me, and he had just finished touring the United Kingdom before coming over there, so it was a big deal. Um, and now we're like Facebook friends, which is kind of wild. But you know.
0: has he sent you anything to like inspire you? Has he challenged you, or like he's just someone that you look up to?
1: Uh, he is. I haven't been able to send any work personally to him. Uh, I was supposed to. We were supposed to slam against him. Our team was, in, uh, at Rust Belt in St. Louis, which is the Rust Belt Regional Poetry Slam, and their team didn't show up. But I think it's because they just recently purchased the rights to a different slam competition that they want to own in San Diego. And so I think that's why he didn't show up. But it, if anything, that honestly helped us because we made Final Stage and Button Poetry, which is the biggest channel for poetry in the world, filmed Final Stage. And so one of my poems
0: will actually probably be released on Button Poetry later this year. Yeah. That's huge. Congratulations on that, man. Uh, I know that you're also a singer-slash-rapper. So I want to dive into this realm. When did, um, when did you pick up that microphone that really started spitting for the first time? Or
1: It's funny because I wrote my first song like a year or a year and a half ago. And I never did anything with it. And it was called Relapse. And I just thought it was kind of trash because I was trying to mix it, match it with different beats. And I never, I never really caught the tune to it. And then um, last March, like th- this year, like very recently, I was looking at a poem I wrote for my book. And I was like, this looks like it could be a hook to a song and it was Domino'es and so yeah that was like the, the first track I'd really like thought about and uh, ideated and it was uh, I then wrote the verses for it and then you know just made sure I could uh, add to it and keep it building and I, and the more I performed it the more it changed. I realized certain things I could change about it or the sound of it and until TEDx KC which or TEDx or TEDx Rock Hill uh, my performance there. I had not really done a live, uh, professional performance of the song. Um, it always had kind of stuck to like the little open mic scene, um, or just a not even a, not even an open mic, a cafe that's had like ten people there, um, and then TEDx had like hundreds. So it was just it was insane to see that transpire from a song I just
0: wrote. Yeah, what, what an experience! Uh, what a platform to be heard and to be. Um just just reaching other people that, you know, have clicked in on any song that's, like, produced or whatever, you know, that's us soaking in what they're saying, man. Like, what an opportunity for them, man. Um, was there any, like, preparation for that? Did you have to, like, really get ready for that? So, I met Connor Schulte for rehearsal a
1: couple times. Uh, originally, he wasn't the person who was going to play. I had a different uh, guitarist. But I met Connor, and I just instantly clicked with him in terms of um, music and and just just he was fired up about the song he wanted to really like uh, play for it, and it was ironically, two years prior, I met Connor at some art house because the we used to do these art houses like Armand you know Armand uh, he used to run them with his girlfriend and uh, and they would we would just all show up and ideate and 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 just kind of network and that was the first time I ever like actually did a uh, poetry to music and Connor was playing the guitar so it just kind of came full circle of having him come on stage and we rehearsed it the day before at the venue and I was like blown away by the acoustics and the reverb that you could hear in the, in the auditorium and so I was just like at that point I was ready and it wasn't just music I got to do spoken word and I got to talk about my experiences with each poem uh, for a 16 minute set and so I was just like I was just honored to be on that platform and uh, people came up to me afterwards saying that that was the best part of the whole, whole evening and saying like you know, when am I gonna put out music? When am I gonna, when am I gonna release work? And I just said, told him to be patient. And now it's gonna happen before the end of this year. So,
0: yeah. patience is always key. You know, timing is everything. I, we definitely believe for Street with. I, I want to dive into um, next into uh, a little bit deeper into the poetry. Do you remember writing your first poem? What what was that? You want to kind of rec- uh, reminisce on that? A little
1: bit? Yeah. So. My first poem was interesting because I didn't know what I was writing about until it just kind of happened uh, I called it doorstep and i i didn't I was trying to write about my experience being black in a very predominantly white community, but it it kind of started with a a story when I was twelve that I had not remembered until actually putting it down on paper because poetry kind of takes the weight that you've carried and just kind of lets it out so you can be a bit lighter during your day and you can just, uh, let some things go. And it was about a time where I had a crush on a girl and I showed up at her house because she was in the same neighborhood, um, told me to come over and her dad answered the door. I think he was a bit drunk, but he said that you didn't tell me he was black and kind of just said it out loud, like a matter of fact. Um, and I felt very uncomfortable and left the house. And so, um, with that being said, the poem itself, I had begun to say, let's go back to a time during childhood where friends were equal and games were fun, play was play, you were carefree in times of struggle, no one knew you had to this life was a puzzle. And it was kind of like very simple. And it was just not, and it wasn't as like, today I would look at that poem and be like, oh, that's god awful. But it was the start. and it was, And it was the start of me expressing myself in terms of things I've never spoken to people. And I found... I, I found such power in that, that, you know, a person who might not know me might feel closer if I was vulnerable because of a, a poem. And so that poem later transpired into even jokes that were said because I was athletic and wanted to go to the Olympics, and it's because you're black, it rang through the boy's head. Like, every time something would come along, it's because you're black, and it was just like something else that another, a crutch of people that would, that of a crutch of somebody would limit you because of what you look like and I always hated hearing that but I never said anything to it you know I just kind of let it happen and I would be nonchalant so me saying it in that poem gave me power over it in that moment to even share with that classroom who had never heard me talk about something like this and everybody said it was pretty powerful and they said I should keep writing and I didn't until I used that same piece in a college classroom for discourse my freshman year in college and the professor said you need to go perform, you need to write, you need to like find open mics and I was like, okay and so I called uh, Kansas City Poetry Slam and said, hey, I'm not old enough to be in this bar, but can I perform, and they said yeah so that, that was the start of it, just people giving me opportunity to be in a space that I technically wasn't allowed to be in but because of poetry, because of art they wanted, a more, they wanted another family member and because of that, it transpired into hosting, into, into competing, into finding a community of people that I call family and so I'm just very thankful that it's come to this point where I can just share that with other people. Yeah. It's,
0: it's an incredible vibe I'm having right now just because of I can feel like art slash creativity has um, created not just, um, you know, a, a poem for you. It's created a community in times of, you know, of uh, I'm alone. Where's, there, where's the homies at? Now you've got them all around you. You know what I'm saying? What, what an encouragement, and that's what's crazy, man. Is like I wrote down, what, you know, different talents that you had. You know, like poetry, rapping, sing, singing, and whatnot. But I added them, and then I said, "Equal was like an inspiration." And I just want to let you know, like that's an inspiring story, just to hear that, like, you know, um, if you're really passionate about it, and you write down what's on your sleeve, what's on your heart. And, and you create that realm, because I've seen you do live events, man, and how you, like, get everyone around you, and you get them, you know, either doing the snapping or the clapping, you know, like, it's, uh, it's a community builder, and I think that's very special about you, man, so I just want to let you know, yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, I've kind of just been really happy to see it develop into that kind of community, because, like you said, before I start any kind of piece, I tell them to snap, clap, stomp their feet, and shout a hallelujah, turn to your neighbor because poachers like church tell him hey cousin tell him hey cousin because all you guys are family and so doing that generates a bit more of a fresh breath in the atmosphere like everybody can breathe and not feel so tight like somebody's judging them because the poetry i want to always be interactive i want it to be a conversation between me and the audience and what's even wild is like what's even more wild i recently did that at my office like where hundreds of people from my office came and saw a poem I did and I did a five minute talk about why poetry was the first brand I ever represented. As an ad agency, like that's kinda of relevant to them, but I was saying that my poetry is my own pitch process. And it's it's a bit more it's a bit more interactive and a bit more free than a lot of people would expect. And so I've seen people be encouraged to say I've never written a poem before But now I want to Because I've heard this And that's all I want I want people to walk in And walk out differently Than they than when they came in Because they were in my shoes for a second And then You know One of my favorite quotes ever Is from a poet Named Blythe Baird And she says Is silence not an act of violence too? Which is my favorite quote Because I always want somebody To feel like they can speak out On something that they're dealing with Or that That many are dealing with in terms of we can't just let it happen and us saying something about it is is an actionable item that will maybe change what's happening because we're all saying something and so and, and not saying anything at all is already adding to the violence which is um, I agree wholeheartedly so I, that's like the words I live by so anything that I've ever experienced I, I talk about whether it's the NCAA whether it's police brutality I've talked about multiple issues that go on in the community that should be looked at in a certain way and me saying them in poetry can amplify it to to a person who's never experienced it to where they feel like they have and now they can walk out and say something against it they're like I know what this is like because I've seen this and I shouldn't be quiet and that's all I can hope for really so
0: what would be advice for anyone that's or someone that's trying to start to write poetry to really put themselves on paper, what's some things you would would say to them?
1: Oh, man. Um, Sit in your poetry. Like, if you write it, you don't have to share it so quickly. I think the aspect of writing it means you have to take time. Like you said, you got to know yourself. And, for example, the poem I wrote about the relationship with my father, it was probably the hardest poem I've ever had to write. And I'd never at that point have written about me and my dad. And so... The whole day I was writing it, I was just kind of in tears. I was bawling, like I couldn't, like I couldn't get it out, and it finally was able to just kind of squeeze bit by bit, and as much as I could handle. Because especially when you're going through something traumatic, uh, or writing something, recalling something traumatic, you really have to put yourself back to that point to write it, which is hard because you're asking yourself, "Why am I doing this?" Um, but I realized after getting it out and then performing it that people were not. Didn't didn't feel alone. They felt like they felt like their relationships, their parents weren't all, weren't always great, and that they didn't feel like they at measured up to their fathers. And it was just it was like an eye opening experience of just connecting me to other people. So what I encourage a person to do is is just to be authentic about themselves, because regardless, somebody else might have the same experience. And if you need a tip to perform it, in terms of I never even think of it as a performance anymore. I just feel like it recalling a memory. And so when you recall a memory, you have to literally say it how you felt it when putting it on paper. You don't have to cut corners and, and, and mask your voice in a, in, an, in, a, in a beautiful tonality. You just have to be authentic to yourself. Because what's real about you is what people want to hear. And what you need to say is better than what other people want you to say. You don't... You don't need to cater towards an audience. You just need to cater towards yourself, and that's what poetry is, and that's what's going to connect you to another person. Not not trying to not trying to get snaps or points for a poetry slam. It's it's about speaking your truth and nothing but. And so, I think as a person who's just starting out to get writing, you got to sit within yourself for a long time. I spent a lot of time on poems where I didn't, you know, I didn't know how I was going to get it out until it happened, and so. let them write themselves And sometimes the hardest pieces to write Will be the ones you
0: need to write Wow I've got to like Digest that for a minute man that's, that's really powerful
1: Bury your problems like seeds That's what I say Bury your problems like seeds
0: Yeah, yeah. 100%, 100% I want to ask you a question of like Let's say 100 years have passed And artifacts are found about you What would you want them to find? I would want them to find,
1: shoot, I think hundred years from now, if, I hope it's not an artifact. I hope it's still organically growing and spreading. I want it to be a nonprofit dedicated to implementing poetry into early childhood education. I want that to be continuous effort, whether it's my name, whether it's other names that I helped ideate. Um, I want there to be, I want there to be a mark in terms of our education system. Um, the kids, knowing that they have a voice, knowing that they're valued, and they can speak it and they can use it. They don't have to just regurgitate all the information that's poured into them, that they can have a lens about it. And so I want there to be a a shift in terms of how we operate as a society, but first in my own community. Because obviously I can try to scale it to the globe and, and hope that I'll change the world, but I can only change what's around me first hoping that that will have a domino effect on everything else. And so Rudy Francisco sharing his truth allowed me to unlock my voice. Me me sharing my truth allows someone else to unlock theirs. And it's just a continuous chain of unbreaking of breaking the barriers and breaking the muffles on our on our voices. And so an artifact I want to see I want to see generations unlocked and just free from censorship, from doubt in themselves. I want empowerment for kids and for students and for athletes and for all types of people because I don't think it's limited to those people. I think everybody has a story to tell. Everyone has a poem inside of them. And so if I can just help more people understand the platform of spoken word and that it is more powerful than what people have perceived it to be. That's all I could hope for. I mean, music, that old that old an artifact of a song that I was talking about, uh or an artifact in terms of a poem and a book that I wrote, it's good enough for me, man. I think it speaks for itself when you read
0: it or when you listen to it. That's beautiful. What what's next for you? Anything else going on this summer or for this fall? So my,
1: my first book is being published in August. So oh, yeah. it's going to be called The Sky Has Full Lips. Ooh. And I love that. that's, that's honestly, beautiful. you know, what's crazy. I came up with it on my fridge. <laughs> I had a bunch of magnets on my fridge into words. And I just like kind of the sky has full lips. I put it on there and um, I looked at it and I was just like, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, duh. I see myself in the sky like I have full lips. I'm 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 a person of color who who wants to see the black construct as limitless as not to be defined. Cause it is, it is as endless as the night sky. Like I want to see myself and my appearance reflected in the constellations. And so that's the first poem in the book. Um, it's if I could, I would knock on the sky's door and beg the stars to reflect my appearance in the constellations. It will be the first time I look at this body. It's limitless. And that then sets the tone for the rest of the poetry because all of the poetry is my life. It's, so the pictures and depicted on the front are foreshadowing of the topics that I will be hitting in the book. But you won't know until you read the book. So, um, yeah, it's going to be about 30 plus pe- poems, 60 something pages. Um, and it's like all of the content that I've loved writing
0: the last three years. Not all of it, but most of it i'm i'm very excited and very looking you know much looking forward to the reading that and getting that book man that, that's in, that's incredible um where can we how can we support you where where can we like follow what you're doing and uh yeah just get your back you know have your back uh well i have a website and it's
1: my first and last name dot com so d a r r i e n c a s e dot com um I kind of try to keep everybody updated. I have some content, video content there, if, if anybody wants to check it out, and blog posts. It's hard to keep up with the updates myself, but everything on Instagram I have DC. Empathy. If you want to follow me on Instagram, is pretty much up to date. And so, like I'll like I'll be dropping my first song soon on all streaming platforms called Dominoes. Um, I said Tuesday, but we're gonna do a proper rollout and get it get it to some more influencers, maybe on some playlists uh, the next few weeks. So. It might be a bit longer, so bear with me. I have a bunch of other songs that need to get recorded, and they're ready. It's just like just getting the work in to, to get them prepared enough for the streaming platforms. Um, and so yeah, we'll do a proper rollout for Domino's and then that'll be free. And then I'm probably going to be touring in the fall, like September, uh, October and November. I'll probably be just performing all the time, everywhere, when I can, with the book. Um I might have some t-shirts coming you know we'll we'll talk to Derek about that see if he can help me with some designs so yeah i'm just I'm just trying to get my work into tangible items that people can take with them and share at home you know it's like I, all the time my performance has been the only thing connecting me to others and I want there to be another layer of it where it's like it's it's something that travels in multiple facets um, so the music it, it's coming, the merch it's coming is Everybody's got to be patient, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be patient because I'm so excited. You know, I want people to read it, and I want people to experience it. And um, yeah, I've been helping. I have an editor who's been helping me format, and she's amazing. Um, And it's really just popping out on pages in terms of like, oh, different sized font because of a, because of a certain topic or, or the, the layerings of the copy in terms of how they look on the page to add to your metaphor to add to your concept like if i was talking about a black boy unearthing his skin the uh and finding joy the size of mustard seeds that whole stanza is made into a tree on the book so it's like things like that that i haven't really thought of and i'm just like ideating on and it just it's awesome man i, I love creating i love creating and i just want to keep doing that
0: i can feel that vibe man well brother i appreciate your time um, anything else you want to say to the listeners? listeners? Um, anything else I want to say? Don't
1: be afraid of your own story. Don't be afraid of your own voice. Uh, you're the only one who can utilize it. And so I encourage you, if you've never written anything, not just a poem or prose, if you've ever written anything documenting your experiences and... How you feel about certain situations and times of your life that you felt like no one cared, or even times in your life where you felt like everyone cared. I encourage you to write it out and share it because when you cross that threshold of sharing your story, you're gonna find the most authentic and genuine people to, to be on that journey with. And so I just encourage you, if you feel like you're, you don't matter, that you do. And that your poetry and that your your life, your introspection is important and valued.
0: That's all I can say. Well, you heard it first. Well, we're out.